The following are excerpts from the PBS series, Secrets of the Dead. In December 1997, 36 Craven Street was undergoing extensive renovation to transform it into the Benjamin Franklin Museum. While digging in the basement, a builder turned up a grisly discovery, a pit filled with human bones, including those of several infants, which prompted a call to the police. An investigation by Dr. Paul Knapman, retired coroner for the city of Westminster, revealed that the bones were more than a century old. Tests conducted by Professor Simon Hilson, University College London, a specialist in the biology and history of human remains, uncovered findings that proved pivotal in dating the bones to the mid-1700s, surprisingly the time when Franklin occupied Craven Street. Aside from Franklin, a young doctor named William Hewson also lived at Craven Street. But Hewson was no ordinary physician. He came to London to study at the anatomy school of William and John Hunter. By 1771, he had made a name for himself as an anatomist, was a fellow of the Royal Society, married Polly Stevenson, the daughter of the woman who owned 36 Craven Street, and had become a good friend of Franklin and in 1772, Hewson established a thriving, though some might contend gruesome, business to support his family. Is the discovery of the pit of bones connected to Hewson's activities at Craven Street? What was the significance of the cut marks across the skulls, dissection marks on the bones, fragments from an exotic sea turtle and other animals, and the presence of mercury? What was Hewson's relationship with the resurrectionists, grave robbers, body snatchers, and cr London's criminal underworld? Medical historians suspect that Franklin was aware of the bodies in his basement, but did he know the extent of what was going on and why? Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. We're, uh, I think we're on episode eight. No way. Are yeah. we really? Yep. Wow. We've been in quarantine for eight weeks. That's a long time. So listen, uh, this is the first time that We've been in the same room to record since we started the podcast. Uh, it is Amanda, me. Me, I'm Taryn. And Hannah, again. Hello, welcome back, youngest. We've sister. been reunited for Mother's Day <laughs> yeah. weekend. Yes, happy Mother's Day, Manny. All risking our lives to see mom. It's <laughs> worth it. I feel like when we're all together, our voices sound even more similar than they do over the phone. This is a struggle. <laughs> okay. It might be kind of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we're going to have better audio quality. Like, the last few times Taryn and I were recording, it sounded... It, one of us is more clear than the other. Probably you. I think so, because I'm the one doing the recording, and, like, I call you, kind of. It's... Yeah. But um, the time there was a time where you were wearing headphones while you were doing it, and we would be talking, and it would sound like you're like jumping in and cutting me off, but you weren't. Amanda oh. responded very late to everything, is what it sounded like to me. <laughs> like you would say something, and then like five minutes later, she'd be like, "Oh, like oh, okay, so I won't wear headphones." Well, anymore. I <laughs> ordered some headphones with like the little microphone on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe if you both do it. So I was gonna try that. Maybe next time we're doing this remotely. Um, Okay, so the voice thing, though, I was just saying that um, I've had, like, allergies since fucking February, and it sucks, <laughs> and so I sound like I'm holding my nose the whole time, but I'm not. I, you know, I made some tea, got my tea with me. It doesn't taste very good. No? <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed. Sad. Add um, more honey. Maybe I should add more honey. Um, 
But yeah, so that's, I normally don't sound like this, but maybe this is my new normal. So great. <laughs> Yay. Lean in. Yeah. So I sound like I'm sick and it's gross and I hate it. But I'm the one who edits these freaking episodes. And so I get to sit there and listen to my nasally ass voice the whole fucking time. <laughs> Yeah. Taryn, have you listened to an episode yet? I hate the sound of my voice and I have not. I feel like I should. <laughs> so I don't, this is probably cheating, but sometimes I put on Spotify at night and I turn the volume all the way down and I play our episodes so that we get more <laughs> listens. Ah! And the sad thing is we have like, our most listened to episode has like maybe 20 listens. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it's more than I thought we would have, <laughs> yeah. but like... I'm like, so where are my sponsors? Can we start getting paid to do this? I asked mom yeah. that today because we were talking about how she's like the biggest fan. And I was like, so oh, yeah, when are you going to start sponsoring? So like, I mean, she her. sponsored my whole life. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she is our biggest fan and that's so sweet. She does. She listens to every one of your episodes. So because she's our biggest fan, we're actually doing one that she requested. Yes. Uh, it is kind of based on an episode of Secrets of the Dead on PBS. Uh, there's a specific episode called Ben Franklin's Bones. Uh, it's kind of about, you know, the history of modern medicine and just, like, Ben Franklin's life. And it's pretty interesting. About how he was probably a murderer. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's up to interpretation. Conspiracy. Yes, yes. Um, so, should we jump right in yes. and just begin? Take it away, Taryn. Um, well, so this... Story kind of centered around uh, Ben Franklin had moved from England to Boston in the United States, but then in 1757 he moved back to England to kind of try to, I think, get them to cooperate with one another and have like. Yeah, he was like a representative, like a yes, exactly. A couple colonies. Yes, for the colonies back in the U.S. Yeah, so, so he, he was like a rep in the British Parliament. Correct. So he Thanks, Ben. lived there from 1757 to 1775. And while living there, he lived with a widow and her daughter named Polly. Um, now, Polly ended up marrying a man named William Hewson. And William was they were both him and Ben became super close and he ended up moving in with Polly and his, and her mom and subsequently Ben Franklin so they were both kind of um big figures in the age of enlightenment uh which was kind of a time of scientific discovery so they were both really into modern medicine and well-being and the livelihood of people and just kind of making people's lives easier and better um but uh, more recently, they uh, were trying to, I think they were trying to make it into a museum, his home. And when they were remodeling it, um, they found bones that were over 100 years old buried yeah, in their basement. More recent. This was in 97. Yes. Not 1757. Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay, so this was in 1997. They were renovating the apartment that they all lived in. Okay. Yes. I, it actually said, um, where did you go, that they, they literally, when they were like digging in the basement or whatever, they went in the basement and they found a human thigh bone sticking out of a dirt-filled pit. Hmm. So, if you want a specific of a bone there. They weren't even like hidden. No. no. <laughs> and they're like, like they didn't even have to dig, they just like turned the light on. Right. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
Um, so <laughs> bodies out here. As they they called in more, not necessarily like a forensics team, but more of like a, I guess, an archaeology kind of team. I guess. I mean, that that would be able to essentially excavate well, the area they, without damaging first, the remains. At first, they thought it was it was maybe like a murder, like a murder scene. Yeah. Because you know, so many different people had lived in that house since, you know, Ben Franklin lived there in seventeen fifties. Um, and so they thought it was like a murder scene or like a serial killer or something. So they, at first, were trying to look at it like a crime scene. So they had like the coroner come out and look at them, and like all of the bones had been like sawed, like cut surgically. So it's like, well, that's strange. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, I feel like once the experts came in and kind of started examining it, they realized pretty early on that the people were dead when it happened because they noticed that the bones hadn't healed at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they realized that this was kind of more like an autopsy type situation. And they kind of put the two and two together and realized that, you know, because these men were kind of scientific thinking, you know, forward thinking people, they were probably doing these things to learn about you know the death and the disease or you know whatever the cause of death was yeah so it was a it was well intended but at the time people did not necessarily think of it like that because they were very I don't know how to say kind of superstitious and they thought that after death their body needed to remain whole just because they thought that they wouldn't be able to go into the afterlife peacefully if their remains were dug up or you know i guess like if they didn't have like a proper burial half. yes right. which kind of doesn't really make sense to me because it's like they know that you're going to be decaying and like eaten alive by bugs anyway so your body only remains for a couple what months after death yeah. i don't really know how long i don't either uh and i guess it's a, i suppose it depends on like the season and everything too but whatever um <laughs> that is neither here nor there but um, I just want to point out, too, when you guys are talking about, like, they found all these bones. It was, like, over a thousand bones. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, like, one right. body. It was, what, 15? So, yes, I have... They found 1,700 animal bones and 2,000 human bones from approximately 28 human bodies. Insane. Ranging everywhere from, like, babies to grown adults. Yeah, I think it said somewhere that there were five infants. Yeah. Um, so the shadiest part about this story, I would say, is the procurement of the dead bodies, because as I said, people weren't like willingly giving their bodies to science at this time. Um, so either there were a few different ways that they got them. One of the ways was if you were hung for murder and no one in their family was there to claim the body, they would automatically go to science. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen very often, I guess. Um, and the other way, you know, obviously was good old body snatching. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) bodies would go for, I forget what they called them, but it was about 20 times the weekly wage of a silk weaver in London. That's not a very good reference to me. I don't really know how much a silk weaver would make. I'm thinking like, I don't know, like, like that's maybe the average income would be what a silk weaver makes. So they're making about 20 times the average wage at the time. Anyway, so they're selling for a lot of money. 
Uh, also, if they had any type of like abnormalities, like if they died from a specific disease, like smallpox, that was something that they enjoyed studying because they wanted to find a cure. And also, pregnancy. I feel like I googling that made me sound like a serial killer. What? <laughs> What'd you Google there? How much? Like how much could a body like sell for? Oh my the, god! I said in the 1700s. I was just curious. About, I thought you were sure. looking up how much a silk weaver makes. Oh, that's probably a better way to go with it. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, Well, and they also used a different type of currency that they were talking about at the time. So I'm sure with a different type of currency, plus inflation, plus the exchange rate, I have no fucking idea what (laughs) we're talking about. I think they were talking about how it was in guineas. That's it. Was it guineas? Ten guineas. They're handing each other currency? Little Mm -hmm. guinea pigs. Yeah. (laughs) I'm seeing like guinea birds, isn't that a thing? A guinea hen? (laughs) A guinea hen, that's what it is. They no. just trade you ten hamsters. <laughs> like, how many goats are you worth? <laughs> um, see what I can find, but no promises here. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so it was. That was kind of the shadiest part about it was that they were saying that Ben Franklin was probably helping to fund a lot of these uh, this research, um, and eventually William Hewson started kind of like a like a scientific, like a medical school where people would actually pay money to take different courses. And I mean, it was, it was an awful experience, I'm sure. But for people that were, you know, trying to learn about anatomy and, you know, I guess medication and surgery, it was the only way, but wasn't the school like in the basement too? Yes. Yeah. So I can only imagine the smell. Right, because especially house. if they just kind of like left the bodies there afterwards, and they just like pile them in a corner. Yeah. Uh, well, like, yeah, they buried like, them. We're in done this hole. dissecting this one. Let's just throw them. I mean, like literally into this the pit. <laughs> they found the. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't put them like back in the grave, but I guess it's kind of risky getting caught. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, so they, but they. You know, they didn't know about germs or sanitation, so no one was wearing gloves. I mean, it was a gross, sweaty, dingy basement, and it smelled of dead, rotting bodies. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, they would pay for these bodies, and they would get them, and they would already be, like, kind of liquefied, so they were just, like, a waste. I mean... Right, you go to cut it... You spend all this money on a fucking body, and then you cut it open to dissect it and start, like, studying it, and all the organs are just liquid. Yeah, you might want a fresh one if you're going to learn anything. That's gross. It's pretty crazy, too, because I feel like they kept a like the there was a scientist at what the smithsonian i think it was and or, or was it a museum in london which scientist the blonde oh, i don't remember so they ca- i mean my point is they kept a lot of the like specimens that they had preserved they are somehow still at a museum i want to say a museum in london and um you know so there are things that really led up to a lot of what we know about medicine today um, however, medicine did not start as like a very luxurious or well-respected, um, career, I guess. They were called barber surgeons and they were just kind of like a catch-all. They would really do everything from shave your face and cut your hair to lance your boils and Ooh, pull your teeth. That's not right. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I cannot imagine our hairstylist, Hannah, being like, oh yeah, let me... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just fill this uh, fill this tooth here. Um, no thanks. Yeah. Sorry, don't trust you for that. <laughs> so that was. Uh, I feel like it was a lot of traveling salesmen with their like magical elixirs kind of thing. Yes, yeah, like we talked about the Sweeney Todd. Yes, very Sweeney Todd feeling. Um, 
But then around this time, during the Age of Enlightenment, Enlightenment, universities in larger metropolitan areas began researching uh, medicine and surgery and kind of like sanitation and things like that. So uh, the barbers, the barber surgeon mm-hmm. guild eventually disbanded around this time and it was kind of taken over by more people that took it a little bit more seriously. They were kind of known as like kooks at the time, which is crazy. I mean, right. to think right. that people that are trying to perform life-saving procedures are considered, like, crazy. Right, especially now, because, like, people... I feel like surgeons are pretty, you know, highly respected. For sure. You've been for, like, 20 years. Right. <laughs> I know. Like, I cannot imagine being a surgeon just because I wouldn't want to put somebody's life in my hands or whatever. And then, like you guys were saying back then, like, it was... Like gross. Yes. Who yes. wants to be a surgeon? That's icky. For sure, it was considered more like a like a hard labor job. You yeah, know, like a blue collar job. Yeah, because I mean, I guess it is kind of laborious to saw someone's foot off. <laughs> Yee. But it's yeah, it's dark for sure. Um, I am grateful that we live in an age of antis, anti anti. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Are you okay? Yes. Kill Do you know what I'm trying to say? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Anesthesia. Anesthetics. Yes. Yes. That, that word. Yeah. Calisthenics. <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? Oh no. We're just going back to like the grave digging and everything too. Um. One thing that I read on here was just about um. Sometimes, you know, when they would open the graves and everything, obviously they didn't really know what they were going to be getting out of the grave. So they didn't know. I mean, they knew how old the body was, but they didn't know how gross it was going to be yet. Um, And then something also was smallpox was going around at that time. So they didn't know if the body they were pulling out was going to have smallpox. Is that like something you can catch after death? I am obviously not I mean, a medical they expert. would burn the people who had, most of the people who had smallpox, I think they burned the bodies because it was so contagious. Or maybe that was a black plague. I'm not sure, because I mean, I feel like our, um, cut this out if I sound like a fucking idiot, but right. like, if, like, it's so gross. If you get like the, like, like, like the substance from the smallpox, like on you, is that how it spreads? Like just from skin to skin contact? I don't know. Like chicken pox are like contagious like that. You remember yeah. like in grade school, like you can't touch the kid with the chicken pox. Like <laughs> and that, they and didn't we, come to school. But. Well, right, right. But like, it's like as soon as one gets it and like, they just have like, oh, bye, bye. And they touch another kid with their gross, like right. chicken pox hands. It is. You can, it's skin to skin contact. So like if the person They're is dead, is pox. it still infectious? Can you still spread it? I think it would still be infectious for a period of time. But then eventually, right. I think that the bacteria just die yeah, off. So I'm not a doctor, right? Yeah, I, know, I like don't know. Quarantined like that into a little coffin for sure. Um, so but... yeah, I mean, how disrupting would that be to find someone with active smallpox? Yee. Right. Well, then that's like the guy who was doing the surgeries and how he got like he cut himself. Yes. And... So I guess. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go but... for it. I don't really know the whole. Well, so at the end um, of this kind of documentary, they talk about how he ironically actually passed away from an infection that he got when he cut himself um, during one of his, yeah, like, dissections, and he ended up getting, like, septic or something? Sepsis or... Yeah. There's a longer word for it. Your handwriting is so much nicer than mine. Thanks. Holy shit. Um, Yeah, so he ended up getting an infection from this cut on his hand, because, you know, no gloves, no, like... 
<laughs> I don't think they had running water. They were showing just like buckets of water that they were like Ooh. rinsing things off. And it's just, it's so I, but I mean, they don't know. It's, I mean. Yeah, they didn't really know how bacteria and infections right. spread. For sure. So that's how he ended up passing away. And he was only like, what, 34? And, um, so anyway, I think it would be interesting to find out. I don't know if you can look it up, but, um, if he, if they did like a, a thing on his body, like if they, yeah, autopsied his body after death, because I feel like, not that he had like a crazy disease. Well, he kind of did. It would be something interesting. It was like a blood disease, I think that. Yeah. I mean, it was an infection, not really a disease. Right. So I feel like, yeah, that would be something interesting to, like, dissect and learn about, right? Yeah, his one last lesson for his students. Right. I mean, how fucking ironic would it be if he was like, mm, no, I would like to go to the afterworld in peace. Please don't dissect me. Like, <laughs> right. Or what if his body is, like, one of them down there? Like, does he have a grave? Yeah, he does. Because at the end, remember the nerdy daughter doctor? She's, like, five generations after him. They go back and visit his grave. Or was it Ben Franklin's grave? They went and saw Ben and his wife's grave okay i'm not sure if they went to i want to say he was buried but you think they would like autopsy him first and then maybe bury him i don't know i mean they could always like have a plot for him and not have his body in it like maybe his body was did end up in the pit under right house do you think um he did he contracted sepsis that's what it is while dissecting a cadaver Cadavers freak me out. Just the word cadaver. Right. Scares me a little bit. Um, Do you think they did, um, what do you call it when they burn the bodies? Cremations back then? Or is it only like for witches? (laughs) (laughs) That was a different time period there. I don't Um, think they really, I feel like, I don't know. I don't really think they did cremations as much because I right. think that was kind of like the whole thing with the religion. And right, right. They didn't, you know, they didn't think about... Right, you want to keep your body intact. Right. And there's all this other religious stuff too about how your body has to be like facing north hmm. or facing down in order to go to heaven. I don't know. I don't know all that stuff. I just know what I've heard. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do I have on here? Do you guys have anything else about this documentary? <laughs> I just looked at your notes. It says barbers equal doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting, like, just thinking about, you know, modern medicine and how we got here and, God, the people that, de- like, donated their lives, well, not lives, but, you know, their bodies to science. Um, I remember listening to an episode of Criminal, I don't know if you ever listened to that. I'm Phoebe Judge. Yes. And this um, is criminal. So she did an episode where she went to the body farm. Oh, where they just leave bodies to mm-hmm. decompose? Yeah. And, uh, when was this? It's, uh, it's at like a university. I don't know what yeah, college it is. Yeah, they have like is. a big patch of land and they just leave bodies out there to decompose. In like different and, states. Yeah, like, they study them. Yeah. Just for like forensic purposes. Can you just like purposes. accidentally stumble across it, or is no, it like dated? Okay, I, don't I was think gonna so. say, can you imagine just like walking through a field and? No, you have to have like special clearance. I feel like to yeah. get back there, that would be fucked up. Uh, but yeah, they basically just study it for like forensic purposes, um, just to you know see how long it would take and like for different things to happen so that they can tell how long like a person has been dead if they find a body in like a oh, crime scene. Oh, gotcha. Um, 
so I mean it's pretty interesting and it's it's crazy that you know people are willing to like just let their bodies decompose but I feel like people have also come a lot further since what 1757 and we realize that like our consciousness is a very separate part of our body I mean I'm sure there are still spiritual people that think that like your body has to be fully intact in order to like move on to the afterlife I don't know maybe like Egyptians but (laughs) right I mean I don't know every religion has something different with what you need to do with your (laughs) right the rules their rules <laughs> rules and regulations so i was trying to look up to see if like he anything happened with his body after yeah he was after he died um and i i'm really not seeing anything it literally just said that like he died and was buried like oh. i mean oh. they might have and maybe they just like didn't find anything interesting if they like examined his body afterwards um I don't... Uh, I'm really not sure. I don't think there was much thereafter. Picture my fingernail. A hangnail. <laughs> um, but uh, what else do you guys have to add? I feel like there's a lot of creepy shit we could go into about like body snatchers and things like that, too. Oh, there was a fun fact about the body snatchers in that documentary that we were watching. Um, that uh, it wasn't... Okay, so you can't technically own a body mm. so it isn't illegal or it wasn't in the 1700s it wasn't illegal to steal a body so they would you know go snatch a body out of a grave but they would leave all their clothes and jewelry and everything and just throw dirt back oh, on it because that would still be right. stealing if you stole yeah. their stuff so like okay. families would um you know since it wasn't illegal the cops couldn't really do anything So families would, like, guard the cemeteries after their loved one was buried there because they, and, like, if they caught a body snatcher trying to get into the cemetery, they would, like, form an angry mob and chase them out. Wow. Yeah. Good Um, for them. They also said that uh, some families would take the coffins back home with the bodies in it mm-hmm. because, like until the cemetery was like okay like we're we should be safe now from the body snatchers oh my like, god yeah. um and then there was such fierce competition for body snatching and stuff like that was um that they would uh try to like sabotage each other um so Jesus. they would they would take like a body and just dump it outside of like uh one of the like anatomists or physicians offices and be like so that he would get in trouble, and so then their competition wouldn't get any business from them because <gasps> what? you know the the anatomist that was paying them to snatch bodies was in jail now because they had a dead body outside or whatever was in trouble and needed to lay low. That's crazy. Yeah, it's right. so crazy that it was such a big problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they were talking about how like with the bones and everything that they had, it said that like there was. Cut marks across the skull, dissection marks on the bones, fragments from an exotic green sea turtle and other animals, and the presence of mercury. So my question is kind of like, what did they learn from this? Like, oh, uh, well, William Hewson, uh, he found out that humans have a lymphatic system. Will you look that up? I'm not Like your sure. lymph nodes? Your I don't know. in your neck? But, you know, it was the first time that anyone had ever really been able to peel back layer by layer you know, more than one body at a time and, you know, be able to really learn stuff about it and record it. And he hired really good, like, anatomical artists yeah. to illustrate his books. 
um, I can only imagine being an artist and like sitting in that room with him in the dead body and trying to draw it and Ugh. not trying to breathe at the same time because it probably Ugh. smelled so bad. Oh, yeah. And at this time, I don't think they had like electricity, right? Because that was like Ben Franklin's whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they're. I mean, I feel like they're just like by candlelight. Yes. <sighs> right. Well, I mean, what did I say about the the electricity in homes and stuff in the other episode I was in? That was in the late eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah. That it started getting put into like homes and everything. So if this was in the seventeen hundreds, right? They yeah, they literally were just like, hope I don't get wax on this body. Like, oh my god. Um. Well, so it said that one of the things that he found out was about red, red blood cells. Oh yeah, he did. He found okay. out the actual shape of red blood cells, because um, everybody thought they were round, like spherical, but I think they're like kind of Cheerio shaped almost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just, like, the difference between children and adults and, like, what their, how their cells differ. Hmm. Um, and then some stuff with, like, white cells. He, what is this talking about? Um, they're made in the lymphatic system, like you were talking about. So, I guess he kind of, I don't know if he really... Oh, they said that he was the father of... Hemo... He would, oh god, we're so know. stupid. <laughs> the it's, father of sure Hematoma or something? I don't know. Here. It's like the father of like the study of blood. Right. Oh. It what is pretty Um, no, I was just looking at... Um, okay, so he thought... I don't know. There's it's a whole bunch of science stuff. I'll just kind of read this, and then <laughs> if it doesn't really make sense to any of us, we don't have to put it in here. But um, it said that Houston thought that the lymphocytes were made of the lymph nodes and thymus when they arrived in the spleen from through the thoracic duct and arterial blood. The spleen separated them um, from other blood cells and then stored them, and that was like a theory that was around the whole time. So I guess that's like what they originally thought. Um, and then Hewson, pursuing his interest in the spleen, <laughs> what a fun hobby, proved right. this wrong, and he also knew from his work on dogs that, their, that the removal of the spleen did not shorten life in oh. experimental animals, but suggested that some other tissue took over the spleen's role. So I guess he was kind of the one who realized that we don't need our spleen to live. Hmm. That's cool. You know, there's okay, like 12 I, artery or things in our stomach that we can take out, like our spleen and our gallbladder and, yeah. our, and our appendix. and. Okay, so I understood that like last half of what yeah. you just said. The, so first, the first part that you were reading off the page was like... That's all about what? lymph nodes and things, and I don't know what any of those I are. I don't know either. Your lymphocytes, whatever yeah. those sure. are. It's a form of a white blood cell. With okay. a single round nucleus. Oh, the, so the, he did work with blood the, cells and the spleen. The mitochondria <laughs> is the powerhouse of the cell. That's all you need to know. It's <laughs> fine. We're good. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. He also worked with blood coagulation. So, um, like the stopping it, of yeah. Bleeding. So interesting. The, he he's what in the hell. He has, it says he has ample opportunity to study coagulation. Oh my god, which, that's so macabre. Yes. <laughs> um, he, would, he saw it clot as he beat it with a glass rod, thought that clotting was accelerated when blood came in contact with air, and postulated that the secret, its secret lay in 
the coagulable lymph, as he described plasma, sure. made him, which made him the first to describe <laughs> fibrinogen. Lots of big words here. So obviously, though, he <laughs> did. Fibrinogen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I was just thinking, I was under the impression, kind of, that he they, like, did all this stuff, and, like, nothing really came of it. Like, not oh. that they were, like, mad scientists, like, just, like, cutting up bodies in the basement. Oh, you, so you but, thought they were just kind of, like, hacking away for fun? Like, right, oh, just, like, oh, wow, so science. I, almost so, like, oh, I wonder what happened if you, like, cut off this dude's leg, like... You know what I mean? Right. Just like stuff like that. So no, it's good actually... to know that they found out real sciencey things. Yeah. yeah, and you know our friend Ben Frankie, <laughs> be frank, be frank, frankly speaking, okay. um, <laughs> he was like you know into the Enlightenment. He was all about like like improving life for humans and shit. Mm. Well, probably for white male, men. white straight men. <laughs> it is. Uh, adopted daughter Polly, um, but he was all about like improving life, the quality of life. He tried to find a cure for the common cold. He, you know, was working on like his theory of electricity. You know, he's was, he was all about you know bifocals. <laughs> uh, remember his like passion for fresh air. How he would take yes. air baths. No. So he would get naked and stand in front of the window and... For like a couple hours a day. Yeah, just to get like fresh air. I'm like, how do you have time for that? He just like go that? for a walk outside. An air bath. Because, because his whole body yeah, needed to be dying. refreshed. Can you imagine? No. Ben Franklin's fat ass with his long hair. No. It's like an air diet. Yeah. <laughs> you just like smell the food. No. No thanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fresh air is good for you, but I don't think you really have to... You're not a plant. Right. Like, you're not, like, <laughs> soaking in this air through your skin. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, also, in, really like, sure. London, in the 1750s to the 1770s, like, I can't imagine the quality of air was that good. It was yeah. probably always cold and, Were like, they still rainy. throwing their sewage in the streets at that point? I feel like probably. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they didn't have running water. Um... But yeah, it ended up, uh, the whole thing ended, let's see, when he moved back to the colonies in 1775, and this was after William Houston had passed away, so he actually had a few children with Polly, and Polly actually moved to the United States and was Ben Franklin's neighbor, and so her uh, children grew up and repopulated (laughs) Uh, and they've been in America ever since. And one of the scientists on the show was super nerdy and she was one of his descendants and she's still working in the medical field and hey, continuing you. his research. She's yeah. the first woman in, in her family to be Dr. Hewson. Oh, at least she's not a Dr. Barber Hewson. Dr. Barber. <laughs> he's spooky. Um... I was just trying to see if there was. What the heck? This one says that in a few cases, the shortage of bodies for medical professionals even spurred some to commit murder in order to sell the bodies to Uh-oh. medical professionals. Well, That's it's not right. proven that William Houston was didn't. It's not proven that he murdered anyone. Um, he could have hired somebody. It seems likely, considering the range and amounts of bones, that he at least paid gra- grave robbers for the bodies, if well, maybe, not doing the deed himself. Maybe he didn't know that they were killing people. I mean, it's very possible that they could have murdered somebody just to sell the body. 
And yeah. he, he would never know the difference, you know? Oh, it's just real fresh. <laughs> That's true. And yeah, then I it mean, said, sorry, to dispose of the body somewhere besides the basement pit was a risk for getting caught for illegal dissection and possible grave robbing, all in the name of science. Oh, this, the house was perfectly located mm-hmm. in between a cemetery and the gallows uh, it, it's just there like, was like oh, a wow. seaport too, yeah, where like, like I don't know where all the bodies would come from, but yeah, I mean, I guess they were like three different locations that were prime for ripe with human bodies, right? So it's like, <laughs> you know how like you you take a point from each of these locations and whatever triangulate yeah, triangulate <laughs> and whatever is in the center. Oh, it's thirty six Craven Street. Maybe we should look there for all the bodies that have been <laughs> snatched. Oh my god, right. <laughs> So then, obviously, we know, like, the Ben Franklin House now is a museum, and you can go through and tour it and stuff. Um, And then it says that William Hewson's dissection bones are on display in the seminar room of the house. And, Amanda, you said that they, there's a glass over the pit. You can, like, look into the pit or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, the pit that they found all the bones in. It's just, like, a big dirt pit in the basement, and they just, like, covered it with a piece of plexiglass so you can, like, look down into it. And I think it's empty i don't think you know i think they took all the bones out and they have them like on display well yeah so they're in yeah. display in the seminar room Cute. wherever that is i don't know i don't have a Cute. seminar room in my house but why not i don't, they don't live in a museum to display i do i know amanda has a seminar room we just found uh the raccoon penis bone the other oh day oh god and ari's like really proud of it <laughs> um, these are the types of bones that amanda collects mm-hmm. amanda's bones yes and i told I told Josh, we were with Josh at the time, and I told him, have you listened to our podcast? And he's like, I didn't even know you had a podcast. I'm like, oof, my heart. (sighs) But no, so, I mean, I guess Ben Franklin wasn't a murderer. Oh, darn. Kind of At least not in this aspect. You don't know. That's true. We didn't do any research about the rest of his life. I mean, who knows? But either way, he was definitely, like, helping with grave robbing and illegal dissection and... I guess it, some good came out of it. Right. I feel like it wasn't... It was for the greater good. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like considering he was, you know, such a big part of the Age of Enlightenment and he was trying to improve human life, I, why would he, you know, take human life? I don't... Right. I mean, maybe if these are all just, like, bodies that were grave robbed, obviously, like, bad for the families and things, but also, after death, you're not really using it. So right. So, right. if it's going to help people in the future... For sure. Donate yeah. your body to science, or at least your organs. <laughs> yeah, when I first got my driver's license, they asked me if I wanted to be an organ donor, and I was like, no, how dare you? But then, like, after a few, a couple of years, I was like, I'm not using them. <laughs> like, if right. I'm dead, like, go Right, ahead. that's how I was, too. Yeah. I mean... I've heard that, like, if you are an organ donor and, like, you're close to, like, it's easy to just kind of let you go and let you die, like, they're more likely to just let you die and not try to save you because they could use your organs to do other things. And I'm like, I'm like, who's that evil? See, (laughs) I also heard that, but that's also, like, extremely not true. Yeah. Because it's like, we'll just, we'll know because, like, I... That's a relief. There was a a girl in one of the classes that I was teaching, and she said that, like, her uncle or something was an organ donor, and they did that to him. Like, she was like, they didn't save him and all this stuff. And, you know, my my cooperating teacher that I worked with, she was like, yeah, that's not, that's not a thing. Like, they, especially, especially because, like, I don't, you know, with doctors and everything, the main thing that they sign on to when they become a doctor is that, like, if they don't help to the best of their abilities, they can be released from being a doctor. Right. It's like, like they're the 
oath. That yes, that is take. like their code. Like the one thing they have to do yeah. is like try do and no help. harm or right, right. So, yeah. I mean, if they th- if somebody did do that and they found out about it, they would not be working. Someone anymore. should tell that to Doctor Death. Well, <laughs> and honestly, I feel like too, if you're that close to death, do you really want them to save you? Like, what kind yeah. of life would you be living? True that. I don't know. Have Take you my, ever... just, you can just have my organs now. Like, I'm ready. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. God. There is, okay, a little <laughs> off topic here, but it's so funny. There was, um, do you guys watch John Mulaney? I've seen, yes. Okay, so That's there's funny. the one about the guy from, like, CSI or whatever, how he died. I don't remember who it was. And they said that, like, he donated his eyes to science. And so, like, two random people, he said that, John Mulaney said that he looked it up and found out that there, that his eyes went to two different people in New York. Like, each of them needed a new eye, and so, like, his eyes went to them. And he was like, I've already thought of, like, a, um, a love story sitcom here, like, for these two people and how they meet up and, like, just all... And so he had this whole story about how these two people, like, fall in love, and each of them had one of this guy's <laughs> eyes. Oh, oh it's so creepy. Sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Ben Franklin's life was, uh, like, a roller coaster. He did so much. Yeah. I don't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. I can't really tell. I, I mean, feel I feel like, like he was pretty he, shady, but... He probably believed he was a good guy. He probably believed that he was doing everything right. he could to... Right. I think he, like, genuinely wanted to be a good guy. He just kind of got there in some... Right. Like you said, some shady ways. <laughs> but, I mean, back then, not you everything... Know, like, colonizing. Not everything was illegal back then, so it wasn't as shady <laughs> then as we think of it as now. Like, for sure. Like, body snatching. That wasn't right. technically illegal. Right. <laughs> Good lord. Wow. That's, that's funny. I enjoy hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Are we wrapping yeah. up? Good old Ben. I suppose. Yeah. Ben Franklin. Frankly oh, speaking. Be frank. This episode so far has been oh, oh about 40 minutes. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, we can wrap up. <laughs> and we can just hang out. Play with the kitty. Yes. Because she's so sweet. She went that way. I don't really know anything else about him. I really just looked into like this... Uh... Yeah. But, I mean, if there's anything else you guys want me to look up, I don't know if you can think of anything else, but... I mean, I know he did some shady things. Like, didn't he get a fuck over Nikola Tesla? Or was that nope, Thomas that was Edison? Thomas Edison. That was later. Much later, With yeah. the electricity and things. But, like, didn't Ben Franklin end up kind of, like, wasn't... he? So he was the inventor of electricity, correct? He was the one that kind of found out that you can, like, harness it. But electricity didn't... wasn't just an act of God. Okay. It's like... But he, he didn't okay. really, like, get it into people's homes. That no. was more like Thomas Edison. Yeah, that was around okay. his time. That was, like, a hundred years later. Okay. Wow, it took us a hundred years to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, you get something so dangerous. Like <laughs> Technology works so much faster now. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, even then, like a hundred years later, one of the first things that they did was like, how can we kill people? Right. Oh my God. <laughs> it, always, it all goes back to that, doesn't it? it really, I mean, it all goes forward to that. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then now today, they're like, what are other ways we can kill people? God, we are, we should like just not be allowed to have... <laughs> any weapons like people just aren't responsible enough for them no. <sighs> too destructive we yeah. are especially i mean we keep like let's see how big of a bomb we can make right. like mm-hmm. we don't need no thanks that's a weapon we nobody needs <laughs> personal really? belief there but 
Well, hey, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We love you, Ginge. At this point, we're just making episodes for mom. (laughs) We just like just make little like happy, happy happy-go-lucky episodes. Just right. Just nice things for mom. She'll be like, "Oh, I loved that episode. It was such a good episode. Like, thanks, mom. It was literally you're the only one that listened to it. Literally made just for you. We make our we make our episodes for our listeners." For our listener. Yep. Our listener. Yep, yep. I love that. Yeah, Hannah, be our social media manager. Please. I mean, I can try. Promote us. <laughs> I can't afford to pay you, though, because I'm unemployed. <laughs> yeah, same. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Shall we? Conspiracy sisters. Unite. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Mango? No.